This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. A shocking fact. Over half of students say they've cheated in school. And while parents may want their kids to be honest, is the pressure to succeed winning out? I think it's the nature of competition today and also, unfortunately, the fact that students, in many cases, don't see anything wrong with taking some shortcuts to make sure they come out ahead. Then, you might think only old people get Alzheimer's disease. But surprisingly, it can affect younger people, too. We'll have the story. Alzheimer's is usually a disease that affects people who are 65 or older. But when it strikes someone younger, the issue is that it's really quite devastating in a young person. We don't expect it. Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Don't go away. Our show comes your way right after this. InfoTrack. The weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Parents may feel they raise their kids to be honest, but according to one expert, at least half of those parents aren't doing a very good job. Why? Well, at least half of students say they've cheated in school. What's this all about? Well, for some answers, let's welcome Don McCabe to InfoTrack. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Pleasure to be here. Now, you're a faculty member and a researcher at Rutgers University in New Jersey, and you've studied this topic of cheaters and cheating. And for anybody who thinks cheaters are, in, are a small minority, your findings are really astonishing. Why, first of all, Don, do you think the numbers are so high? I think it's the nature of competition today, and also, unfortunately, the fact that students, in many cases, don't see anything wrong with taking some shortcuts to make sure they come out ahead in this competitive race. I think, you know, admission to college, admission to graduate school, selection as a job candidate at various companies has become so competitive that students feel they have no choice but to take a few shortcuts to get that upper hand. This begins typically at what age? Interesting question. I think where we really see a significant change is in the middle school environment, the junior high school or middle school environment. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said for when students make the transition from having one teacher or at least primarily one teacher in the classroom all day long is almost like a third parent to an environment where they have a different teacher for each subject. That occurs at about the same time they're flexing their muscle a little bit and wanting to break away from adult authority. And the two events coincide in such a way that, you know, one student starts cheating and it challenges the others, I don't be a baby, go ahead, you know, nothing will happen. And it seems to take off there. How do these students define cheating? Is it possible some of them think what they're doing isn't cheating? Absolutely, and it's interesting. You know, I think a lot of them provide very interesting explanations in such a way that you convince they know they're doing something wrong and they're just trying to justify it, while others do seem to have some legitimate confusion, particularly over using material off of the Internet, for example, which is a big issue these days. Some of these findings are really interesting that kids don't just maybe peek at somebody else's test, but they're using uh, high-tech methods or just really sort of outlandish ways to cheat. Could you tell us about that? Sure. I haven't focused quite as much on the more outlandish issues in terms of trying to understand how many students are engaging them, but I've heard some absolutely fascinating stories. I mean, you think about the trouble a student has gone to to cheat. You say to yourself that they invested that time in studying. Not only would they have done equally well, but they would have had the material, you know, for future use rather than, you know, a war story about how they got away with something. I think my favorite is a high school student in New Jersey who 
I had several students told me about this. Otherwise, you know, I don't normally, I'm a little skeptical when I only hear from one student. But this student, he had several admirers who knew what he had done. He'd take out the insides of a watch and put a little scrolling device in there. And so he put all of his cheat notes on this little scroll, this little piece of plastic he had going through there, put a magnifying glass on it, the crystal of the watch. And then at the far end of this scroll that he had, he'd put a piece of plastic. So if you saw a teacher coming down the aisle, he could quickly scroll it in that direction. And unless you looked real carefully, you wouldn't know that it was anything wrong with the watch. Wow. Yeah, you would think that much effort, if it had gone into studying, would have been just as effective. Absolutely. And, you know, more common, the more outlandish ways that are more common are students buying papers from a paper mill or downloading papers from another source. Well, that's becoming a little less common with the advent of plagiarism software detection. Yes, and I understand that software is being used both in high schools and colleges now, and you feel that's cutting down on some of the plagiarism. There's no question it does. I personally am not a big supporter of the use of those systems as strictly as a device to stop cheating. I personally think that the best long-term solution to this issue is developing a relationship of trust between students and faculty, and obviously if faculty are checking every single piece of work that students submit, it's hard to build a level of trust. But having said that, there's no question that they do have the impact of reducing the level of cheating. Some of the other things mentioned in an article I have in front of me here about how kids cheat is pretty inventive stuff. In some cases, they'll take the label off a water bottle, they'll write the uh, answers or whatever on the back, glue it back on, and then look through the bottle at the answers. If you want to try that at home, if you do that, and then fill it partially with water, you'll discover that if you hold the water at an angle and look through the top of the bottle, it actually magnifies the print so you can get more information on that label than you would imagine. Oh, man. They'll write on their ankles and then just cross the leg and look down at the answers on the ankle, which I guess is probably one of the tried-and-true methods. They'll use cell phones to get text answers off a cell phone. Exactly. Pretty, pretty remarkable. Very creative out there, not necessarily in a good way. Our guest on InfoTrack is Don McCabe, who is a faculty member, a professor, and a researcher at Rutgers University in New Jersey. Now, you're also founder of the Center for Academic Integrity. Could you tell us about that? Sure. The center is probably my proudest achievement in this whole effort. About 16 years ago, after I did my first survey, one of the participants suggested that I needed to get everybody together to talk about what we had learned. And there were 31 schools in that original study, and 26 of them flew in here to Newark, and we had a meeting of the group and learned so much. And we included students as well as administrators and faculty in that meeting. We learned so much that we felt we had to institutionalize this and make sure it happened on a regular basis. And we formed the Center for Academic Integrity, which started out at my dining room table in its early years and is now based at Clemson University. And they have a website I guess people can check out, right? Absolutely. Academicintegrity.org. And I emphasize the .org because if you go to academicintegrity.com, somebody very cleverly has put a term paper website there. Just looking at this in a global way, if 50% of students admit to cheating, what does that say about the world in general when uh, the kids get out of school and get into careers? It certainly works. If you look at the trends over time, if you ask students if they've cheated or not, the trends probably don't change too dramatically. I mean, they're certainly upward and in some cases very strongly upward. But the scarier thing, at least over the 15-plus years that I've been doing this, is how the definition of what constitutes cheating has changed among students. They've gotten more and more liberal in their definition of what's okay and what's not okay. And if that same erosion is occurring you know, in the workplace, it really suggests that we're headed for 
world that you know eventually everybody's going to do whatever they think they need to do for their own advantage and not worry about how it impacts others. Yeah, I see here that business students who respond to your surveys mention Enron and WorldCom as excuses for why they cheat in school. And they'll mention any excuse that's available. I've often challenged people and suggested that if I gave you a group of comments from one of my surveys, you wouldn't have to read many of them to learn when I did that survey, depending on who they're blaming, whether it's Enron, whether it's Michael Milken, whether it's Bill Clinton, whether it's some of these historians that got some difficulty and you know whoever the ethical violator du jour is that's who they're mentioning is their justification don would you have any advice for parents listening who maybe want to steer their kids straight and make sure that they don't become one of the cheaters i think the primary thing is not to put too much pressure on them to get good grades because one of the things that clearly drives students to cheat is the pressure they feel to get good grades i've often said going to harvard or stanford some of the best schools that we have would be very nice but it's not the end of the world if you don't you know if you look at most of our successful business people only a moderate proportion of them have gone to such schools you can go to any school and still be a success so i think parents need to understand that they're better off having a child go to the right school for them the right level of academic selectivity rather than pushing them to such a degree that they cheat and wind up someplace that in a sense may backfire on them later on because they're not really qualified to be there I think the other thing is to talk openly with your children about the issue, to acknowledge that you know others are doing it, and maybe help your student or help your child learn how to deal with the issue if they see somebody else cheating in class. There's no question, both at the high school level and the college level, that students just don't want to report other students. They don't want to be identified as that rat or that narc or that tattletale. They consistently tell us how they've learned from you know early childhood not to do that. There's so many other things they could do. It's possible to let a teacher know what's going on in the class without singling anybody out as the culprit in a sense. Maybe speaking to that student and saying, hey, you know, what's the problem? Why are you doing that? You know, is there something I can help you with? And maybe they just don't understand the material and they're not a serial cheater in a sense, but somebody who just got in a jam. So I think there's lots of different things you can do, but supporting your child, I think, first and foremost. Yeah, that's good advice. And I suppose also, as a parent, you have to set a good example and not cheat in various ways yourself. Yeah, fortunately, when I read the comments that students offer to me, it's only on infrequent occasion that they'll cite their own parents as a bad moral example. So I take some hope there. Don McCabe, who is a professor at Rutgers University and researcher on this topic of cheating and founder of the Center for Academic Integrity, which you can check out on the Internet at academicintegrity.org. Don, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Next, Alzheimer's isn't just devastating older Americans, it can strike younger people too. The surprising facts are coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.